Hello. Hello, tricks. Alright, it's been a while. Yeah. I've been been sick and busy. You've been sick again? Yeah, well, I was sick. Actually, I was sick right after we talked last time. What did you... Huh? What did you do? What made you sick? I don't know. I think it's a combination of stuff. I didn't have COVID. I checked myself for that. Mm -hmm. I think it's... uh, my allergies seem like they get worse the older I get. And I think that was part of what I was feeling, why I was feeling so lousy. Mm. But there was more to it than that, because I also had, like, stomach problems and stuff. Mm. That's why I think it was a combo. So that was free comic book day. Oh, yeah, that's the last time we talked. It was all right. It was pretty good. Uh, did I talk after? We talked after, right? Nope. We, talk- we did. Nope. No, we talked after the show had ended. Nope. Really? Uh-uh. Oh, that's pretty good. Huh, good. <laughs> in a library, and it's like a little tiny small show, but I mean, it was... I was totally fine. Cool. And it was free to the public, so... Uh, it's pretty, pretty good. There was a costume contest. Did you have but, to judge it? I did have to judge it, but I was looking over the shoulder of the other person, so I just <laughs> gave them the same uh, points. Fair enough. Yeah. Did you make friends with John Ostrander? I did. I need to email him, actually. Yeah. Thanks for uh, bringing that up. Oh, no problem. Um... So what was the best costume? Uh, you know, they were all pretty much store-bought. There were only a couple that somebody really went out all out on, and I, I feel like those were, I mean, they were characters that I've never heard, heard or seen, so it must have been anime. Mm. Uh, I bought, there was a little kid in a Spider-Man 2099 costume, and I thought that was really cool. Do they sell those store-bought? Like, I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, okay. He must have done something, but they might. I don't know. Has Spider-Man 2099 made a comeback? Yeah, he's like the star of the new Spider-Verse movie. Oh, really? Yeah. God, that's so weird, because, I mean, that was, what, mid-90s? Mm-hmm. He's been back several times since. Yeah, I, I, I remember seeing the, like, <laughs> Ghost Rider and that comeback, too, for a minute. Like, they bring back the 2099-verse. <laughs> Or whatever they call it. I mean, yeah, I mean, people. There's a generation of people that really like that stuff. So it was really cool back then. I remember I was buying them like as soon as they came out. I bought the whole 2099 line. I then. was not a huge fan of that stuff. I like. I think I like Spidey a little bit, but some of it was better than others. I liked Spider-Man. I liked Ghost Rider. Um, <laughs> Hulk was okay, as I recall. Um, I'm trying to remember the other ones. I'm blanking out now. I just remember buying them. <laughs> blanking out on my birthday. Yeah, how old are you going to be this year? 50? I'm going to be 50 tomorrow. Wow. Happy early birthday, Mike Norton. We'll see. 
Nifty Nifty, Norton's 50. I will have made it. Yeah. Well, it's not, like, a, not a thing that I've been expecting. It's a milestone. Yeah. I just need to make it through, and then I'll feel better. Right on. Got any plans? Uh, Julie, I have to go to my nephew's uh, graduation party, so no, I don't have any good plans. Oh. That, that's Tennessee, isn't it? No, this is uh, the Nelson side, so this is the Julie's. These are in-law people. Still oh. my nephews, but... Right, right. I just, my mind jumped to the nephews I remember you talking about before. Yeah, the Tennessee ones? Yeah. No, these are her sister's kids. Right on. Yep. So you're going to be in Iowa? Iowa. 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 How do people talk in Iowa? Uh, I mean, that, that's where they get all the broadcasters. Because they, they I, I think it's, they have like a... So they talk like they're from Ohio. I guess. There's a, I mean, there's a country-ish accent, but... Uh, I imagine that's mo- probably more pronounced in the rural areas. Yeah, but they're mostly accentless. Neutral. They are accent neutral. I was reading about that recently. Apparently there is actually no such thing as accent neutral. Yeah, that makes sense. There's just a style of speech that they decided to call accent neutral. Mm-hmm. 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 Because I, I was looking it up, because I was always told Ohio was a like place where they taught broadcasters to speak like as well. Um and I, I was looking that up because I was like, is that real? You know, because Ohio spans a lot of different accents. I mean, if you're up from Cleveland, you sound different than you do if you're from, you know, southern, like, southeastern Ohio or something, you know? Yeah, it's like that in every place. And even in my county, accents vary pretty widely. So, I, you know, I was wondering if that was true. But, I mean, apparently the part about it, Ohio being considered accent neutral, is true, but it's not like a real thing. We do have an accent. But anyway, a dumb accent. You uh, accent of being dumb. I'm like a, a friendly accent that you put in your living room to brighten the place up. Mm. No, like an accent pillow. Disagree. It's comfy and warming. Hmm. Yeah. No, disagree. Oh yeah. No, I don't like ASMR crank. <laughs> Let me be your pillow, Mike. No, that stop just gets it. weird. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I think I'll stop that one. Uh, so yeah, I'm trying not to think about it. You know, I've had a hang-up about this for a long time. Yeah, your dad didn't make it to fifty, right? Yeah, his dad, I think, died at 50, around fifty. Yeah. So. I remember you talking about it before, but it was always you know at some point in the future, so it wasn't like. Yeah. Wasn't immediate, as it were. Now it's happening. Hmm. Uh, so let's see how tomorrow goes. Oh man, you're taking like, are you driving or taking a plane? We're driving. Either way, man, you're courting death. Stop it! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You'll be fine, man. I think I haven't thought about this. 
I, I guess at least if you go, you'll be taking Julie with you. Yes, that's something <laughs> I, I'm very happy about. I'm very <laughs> Egyptian of you. <laughs> I mean, you know, got to put a spin on it somehow. Mm, dislike. Yeah. All right. We'll drop that line of thought. I'm going to drop you. Like so I'm. Julie told me, because I think she was feeling guilty about me going to uh, Iowa on such a, a, uh, a milestone birthday. Momentous occasion. She told me to take today off so that we could do fun stuff. But she, I mean, she kind of had some plans, but they were mostly like, what would Julie like to do? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, would, we went to go pet bunnies, literally go pet bunnies. Well, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And, and that is something that I would enjoy, and I did. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't like uh, petting a bunny? But then she was going to try and fill up the afternoon with, like, walking around from museum to museum, and I'm just like, I'd rather not. <laughs> um, this is my day. <laughs> what? This is my day. Yeah. So, she's like, well, maybe you can uh, you can stay home and you can just practice all day. You like that? And I'm like, yeah. And I haven't done it. You know, it's like 2, 2.30 now. Yeah. I haven't done it. I was like, maybe I should work on songs. And it is, no, I don't do it. I'm, I'm, Everything I hate about procrastination with anything other than drawing. And I hate it. <sighs> it makes me sad. Maybe somewhere in the back of your head you're thinking like, let's see how tomorrow goes before I actually start doing anything that I'll leave unfinished. <laughs> Maybe. No, this is behavior I've been doing for a while. <laughs> oh, well, okay. I gave uh, you an out, man. You just take it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, there's no excuse for the. Uh, I, I'm the worst um, on myself when it comes to getting stuff done. That's a that's a bad habit I've had for a long time. It's like the it, you drill it into your head from being a responsible freelancer. Yeah. And, uh, and so when uh, when I do uh, when I don't want to do things, I'm like, what a coward. <laughs> I, uh, because my crazy year last year, I pretty much just stopped doing housework. <laughs> and I'm trying to get myself back into the habit of, like, you know, just basic stuff. Dusting, vacuuming the floor, you know? Using the toilet? No, I use the toilet. And then the one thing I actually did consistently keep clean was the toilet. But the rest of the bathroom isn't in great shape. Mm -hmm. Just, uh, yeah, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to get back into that. It's like I'm a, uh, when I first moved out of the house from my parents' house, and um, I had to develop. You know, I mean, I had some habits because I, I did a lot of the housework when I lived with my parents as part of my chores. You know? <laughs> Remember when you had chores? I do, and I was I was a real little bitch about it. <laughs> um, but so you know, I mean, I had some basic stuff, but I think I was. Immediately, I'm like, I don't have chores anymore, so I quit doing stuff right when I moved out. Or at least yeah. I, I didn't do it with the regularity that I was used to. I think everybody does that. And uh, it took me a while to get like back in the habit of... I think it took me having some roommates that were messier than me to shock me into actually taking care of things again. Yeah. And uh, 
yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like that again. I, I got to reset and, and you know, get back in that mode. I, uh, I mean, I've been doing all right with work, except for, you know, when, when you're sick, it just it slows me down when I'm sick. Mm-hmm. Even if I can, even if it's the kind of sick where I can still be at my desk and, and do my work, it's like I find myself just staring at the screen blankly for a while and stuff like that. Mm. It gets harder to concentrate on anything, and just my page count gets like really low. And that, so I had to, you know, once I got better, I had to spend a bunch of time catching up on stuff. So, still so manage. You're, so you're on the meth. Yeah, well, that that's part of it. Yeah, you know, it's like that bathtub meth on top of it. Bathtub. Yeah, it's not even like well-produced meth. It's just bathtub meth. The thing is, you can afford better than that. You just prefer. You like it. Well, you know, it's it's got that kick to it. Yeah, a k- k- kick. You know what I'm saying? You don't want that. You don't want none of that. Uh, the, that uh, mainstream <laughs> uh, mass-produced meth. You want that artisanal curly Q mustache <laughs> suspender wearing. Uh, How can you tell if they've got suspenders and curly cues when they're in a clean suit and mask? Well, they do. They wear it on the outside. Oh, it's got like a mustache on the mask? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Well, that's a new thing. Mm-hmm. I, uh... <laughs> yeah, let's let's drop the meth thing. <laughs> um, I did manage to finish graphic novel I was working on, though. Yeah? So that, that was a good chunk of work done. That was nice. And I'm about to finish up another one. So I'm feeling kind of, you know, chuffed. Yeah. And I I'm still... Glad. What? I'm glad. Remember how when you first got your Cintiq monitor and, and it just sat there for like, what, a year or something like that? Yeah. I got my new Cintiq back in November and I still haven't... And this is just a time issue because I have to break down the computer and stuff. But I still haven't started using it because <clears throat> I was putting off using it till I because I have to move everything over to this other desk up in my office because it's so fucking big. And mm. so I I just which I mean involves moving everything over to this desk, so I'd have to break down the computer and re- reconnect everything essentially and get myself rearranged. So I still have not used that or my new giant monitor, second monitor, secondary monitor. I bought a huge one, a huge 4K. Really? It's going to blind me with science. Hmm. I mean, literally, it's science blinding me. Hmm. Or at least technology? Technology is science. Uh, well, they usually say science and technology. Right. But, I mean, you need it's science for technology. Different things. Like, technology is a product of science, is what I mean to say. Oh, that's yeah, You can't deny that. So, in that way, I am being blinded by science. Hmm. That's kind of cool. And I, I think I've developed a. I always get that mixed up. Is it near nearsighted? Nearsighted is when it's blurry when it's close to you. No, true? you can only see close to you. Okay. Well, whichever. I, I you know, I um, like I'm fine. About I don't know a foot away from my face. But like mm-hmm. anything closer, it gets kind of blurry now. 
And I'm wondering how much of that has to do with the fact that I spend so much time sitting about a foot away from a drawing monitor, you know? I mean, I can tell you, but, I mean, you obviously can't figure it out, so. I'm not really sure what you were getting at with that. It means, of course, that's it. Probably. I mean, I try to take breaks and focus on things, like at different distances, but you know this shit's got to add up, man. I'm going to have to start wearing glasses. I already have to wear glasses when I'm working on close-up stuff, like um, when I'm soldering things together and stuff. Four people that can we've had glasses since they created. Oh, we have very few of you. Chip on your shoulder much? No. Man. Jeez. I don't have no chips on my shoulder. It's because they in your bag. Mm-hmm. I keep my chips in my bag. <laughs> bag. Bag. I've had a disco song stuck in my head for a while now. Uh, like a song that you wrote or a song? No, like a, somebody else's song. It was late 70s, I think, and I can't remember the guy's name, but do you remember a song called Born to be Alive? Yeah. She born. was born. Born. <laughs> born to I'm be alive. alive. Yeah. I've had that song stuck in my head for like three weeks. <laughs> have you been dancing? I have been dancing. Mm-hmm. Dancing with myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, you know, I, I would be really surprised... If Electric Six never covered that song, at least live, it does, it does sound like an Electric Six song, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just it's got that weird vibe to it. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's I looked, a good call. Looked it up and like I couldn't find any connection between the two, but I, I'm I'm going to be willing to bet that at least sometime live they covered it. Well, I guess we'll never know. We saw them together once, didn't we? We did see them. Wait, I think we saw them twice. Maybe. I've, I only remember seeing them once, but that's possible. Because I really did like them when I saw them. Yeah. Man, that was 20 years ago that that album came out. Yeah. It was 2003. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yesterday, I learned something that I didn't know that sounds like an urban myth but it turns out to actually be true. Mm. So, okay, you know, um, what's his first name? Uh, and I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name wrong, right. Is it Nagel? Uh, the, you know, the guy with the real minimalist women yeah. that all wound up in like nail salons and stuff. Yes. Is it pronounced Nagel? That's how I pronounce it. Okay. I didn't, well, I mean, cause that could be Nagley or something, you know, like. That's okay. Nagley, Nagley. Nagley. So, okay, uh, and his first name was what, like John or something? Ralph? Ralph sounds right, but I don't know who, what it was. There's this thing called the Internet that I could probably use to look it up. I mean, you're always on it. Pretty much. I mean, might as well just be in my brain, right? Uh, am I even getting his last name spelled right? It's N-A-G-L-E, isn't it? No, N-A-G-E-L, I think. E-L. Okay. It was... Huh. There's a lot of nagels. So many nagels. 
Um, and when you look up the image search, it comes up with fingernails <laughs> instead. It was Patrick, Patrick Nagel. Mm. Okay, so anyway, turns out like he died in like '84 from a heart attack, mm-hmm. which isn't all that surprising because apparently he smoked a lot, drank a lot. Um, his diet was shit. He didn't really like the exercise, um, et cetera, et cetera. But the weird thing is, is that, okay, so one of his models talked him into trying a new thing called aerobics. Mm-hmm. And, and specifically, she told him about a, it was a, like a fundraising benefit thing for like the Heart Association or something like that, Heart Foundation, whatever they're called, to raise awareness of like heart problems and stuff. And, um, they were having celebrities come on and, and do a round of aerobics. And I guess it was televised or something. You know, who knows? That was the eighties. It was weird. But, um, so he agreed to go ahead and do it. And he goes on and goes through the workout, like, you know, whatever it was, 20 minutes, half hour or whatever. And, um, gets out, walking out through the parking lot to go to his car and drops dead off from a heart attack. <laughs> That's not right. Uh, apparently, apparently it is. It's in like a, a book about him and stuff. From mm. from what I've read, that's wild. But I mean, does that literally does sound like an urban myth, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, but it you know, I mean, that sort of embodies irony, I guess. Yeah. Um, but that was interesting, and it's weird because I, you know, when I was younger, I, I didn't like his art. Oh um, really? Mostly, I think it's because I just it was everywhere, and I was I, so comic booky though, and it like. Um, and I was used to, and granted, a lot of these were probably not even his work. It was just knockoffs. But, you know, like every beauty place or nail salon or whatever, you know, there was a one in the window and stuff. They still, it's, they still are. And um, so I think maybe that was it. It wasn't until a number of years ago when I actually, I was doing a, like a, a piece in his style. Um, It was one of the first things I posted on Instagram. It was that Susie and the Banshees thing. I did it like a picture of her in his style. Mm-hmm. And I titled it "Tomorrow Wendy's Going to Die," like D Y E. You know, mm-hmm. it's one of their songs. Anyway, not Susie. Yeah, not Susie and the Banshees. It was a uh, uh, Concrete Blonde that did that. But anyway, um, so uh, you know, I had to look up a bunch of his work, and I was looking at it, and I'm like, oh, you know, I actually do like this because he was just such a minimalist. It was kind of awesome how good of work he could do with a minimum amount of lines, <laughs> you know? It was almost kind of what I used to think about, um, who was it? Was it Darrow that was getting like that? No. Um, That's the opposite. Hellboy guy. Mignola? Yes. Like, you know, he, he kept progressively getting more and more minimalist for a while there. I don't know what he's like now. I haven't looked at it in a while. He's pretty much the But, um, you know, it's just, it's, or even uh, um, Middleton. Middleton was like that, too. A lot of his work was, like, the detail was conveyed in the colors rather than the line work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, I, just, I, I have a, an appreciation for that, being able to express as much as you can with his, you know, the least amount of stuff. And uh, so I actually wound up liking his work, but not until later. Well, well after he was dead. Very dead. And it is very comic booky. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I'm looking at him now. 
there was a, apparently a show a few years ago that was all done in his style. TV show? Yeah, like a cartoon or something. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what that was called. Called, like, Awesome City or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I never saw it. I, I just I read about it in reference to people talking about his work. And I, I guess it didn't last very long. I don't know. But anyway, so, uh, yeah. Tell me something good. Uh, there's nothing good ever. <laughs> sure there is. Kids are graduating. You're turning 50. <sighs> I finished that video game. I played the Star Wars game. It took me like three days to finish it. Is that it? Well, I just I become obsessed. That's why I don't really play games all that much anymore. I get too locked up in them, and I, I, I fall was definitely, It was definitely a, I would be doing things and and then thinking to myself, well, I'd rather be playing that game right now. I understand that. Yep. I uh, I've got games sitting waiting that I haven't played because I don't know if I've got time to play them. <laughs> I, yeah, because I get locked into those games and I want to finish them, but they're not like recreation necessarily. <laughs> they're almost like an assignment. Like I've got to get through this, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's I guess some sort of like OCD or something. Maybe I don't know. Because games games should be just recreational, right? You should be able to stop them and walk away and come back whenever you want or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's hard. Stupid. Stupid games. Uh, I've been watching anime while I work. Dubbed, of course, because I can't stop to read it. But I didn't realize that they, a few years ago, they had continued the Sword Art Online stuff. And I last time I had watched it was back in, like, whenever the second series was out, 2016, 2015, something like that. Um... Well, the second series over here, I think it, it was out like a year earlier overseas. But, uh, so I, I'd watched those first two seasons, I really liked them, and then I was looking something up the other day, and, and I saw that they had, uh, done more of them more recently, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. So, but it, it's been long enough since I watched those first two seasons, I decided to go back and rewatch the first two seasons again. Plus, there were some things in between I missed, like, um, specials and movies and stuff. So I, I did all that, and I'm in the like the last most current season now. And then there's like a movie left for me to watch. But that's a pretty how many good. episodes are in a season? Um, it's weird how they break it down. I think if you're counting the full arc as a season, it's like 22 to 24. That's a lot. Um, but I think those might get broken down into sections where it's like 12 a piece instead or something like that. It's, um, at least from the list I was looking at. Um, and that might just be like when they bunch them together to broadcast them or something. Mm-hmm. But they are definitely, they're in definite arcs though. We're like, yeah, definite arcs in a season kind of thing. So, oh, and I was looking at, uh, this is, sorry, I'm just bouncing from thing to thing now. Um, so the, uh, Eisner voting is open. Yeah, you didn't get nominated this year. Yeah, no biggie. 
I voted for uh, Nate Picos. Yeah, he's good. And I don't know if he's ever won it before. I'm trying to remember. I know he that, does, doesn't get nominated a lot, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah, that's real weird. Because um, I, I don't know. I can't remember if I've seen his name on the Eisners before. Mm. So I went ahead and voted for him. Um, but uh, so I, yeah, I was I was just looking at different stuff, like because you know it, it's kind of acts as a list of things, like oh maybe I should check this stuff out, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I realized I haven't read a new comic in a long time. I know I've said this before, but it like constantly I forget about it, you know, until I, it gets presented to me again. And I'm like oh shit, it's been a while since I've actually read a new book. And um. There are things that look interesting that I should probably read. Like, I still never read Philadelphia, you know. Oh, right, yeah. Um, although I did vote for Jason Alexander, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's just there's stuff in there I think I ought to check out. <laughs> well, I hope Jason wins just so that he can stop complaining about how I have one and he doesn't. Oh, does he do that? Uh, he thinks it's a cosmic wrongness that that happened. <laughs> he, he, should, he definitely thinks he should have an Eisner before I did. Oh, we should send him to go talk to that Dutch guy. I could, I could, yeah. They could uh, commiserate over their Dutch beers or whatever. Mm. They're um, angry that a fool has one and that they don't for their serious artwork. You would think at that point that that would just drive home the relative meaningless of awards. Uh, sure, but everybody wants one. No, but nobody, uh, nobody wants them to matter, but everybody wants one. I don't. <laughs> yeah, you do. I mean, you I'll do. follow my mother's advice and shut up and take one if they give it to me, but frankly, mm-hmm. I don't really care. <laughs> how often have nope. I, I mean, how often on here have I actually voted while we were doing the show and we just sat there and talked about it and, and pulled out random stuff, you know, like. I don't really care. (laughs) Mm, Sounds like you care. I think you do. Speaking of that, though, I I did get a copy of the um, Ringo Spirit Award that we won for Jana last year. Oh, so you have an award with you. They sent me one, yeah. Um, So you are an award-winning letterer now. Well, I mean, it was for the book. Do you have an award? It was a team award, you know, I guess. And it was a spirit award. Mm. Isn't that like saying, hey, good job? It's an award. Okay, I got an award. I mean, It's a prestigious reward. Award. It's not the first one. I, I, got a, I guess technically then I got an award for Battle Bug. Yeah, but I've never given you one. Right. And you've asked me, and I've said I don't have any place to put it. So well, I'm not. I was lying. I wasn't going to give you one. <laughs> you sent one to Alan. Well, I like him more than you. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I was. It was. I didn't know it was coming. Like I just assumed that um, the principals would get it. You know, like the Somnies. Yeah, me too. But I, I guess you can ask for them to be sent to the rest of the team as well. Like, um, so they did, I guess, and I got one, and it was cool. Um, well, that is awesome. I am happy. I'm glad you have an award. Yay. 
don't really have any place to put it, though. I've, I've got it next to that piece of art you gave me by uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Oh, yeah, your, your Atari Force? Yeah. I've got it by that. So. That's good. Um, for now, because, again, I, I don't really know. <laughs> Where do you put things like that? I guess if you get enough of them, you can dedicate a space for it. I have a shelf, yes. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, yeah I just uh, don't think I really need to worry about that anytime soon. So. But anyway, getting back to comic books. So, I need to start reading new stuff, but I'm getting ready to read something really old <laughs> that I didn't know existed until recently. Um, like, you knew, you probably knew, Evan Dorkin did a Bill and Ted's comic back in the early 90s. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> I remember, I vaguely remember it coming out, but I don't, I mean, I didn't really know much about him. Um, I, cause I, I, what happened? Oh, it was one of those things where I was on Amazon and, and you know, recommended stuff comes up and sometimes I buy it if that looks interesting. I try to resist just so I, I feel like I don't want to justify their algorithms. Mm. <clears throat> but this time it came up um, it was one of those three disc sets where you can get three movies and you know one thing, but it was all three Bill and Ted movies uh, for like fifteen bucks, sixteen bucks on Blu-ray. And I'm like, well, that sounds cool. I like those movies. They're dumb, but I like them. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. uh, so I went and ordered that. But then once I got on that page, something else popped up. It was like, um, I guess Boom reissued them in a hardcover a couple of years ago or several years ago. Something like that. Um, I can't remember if it was 2005 or 2015. <laughs> but uh, I saw that, and, and I found one cheap, and I'm like, oh, I'll buy this and read it. <laughs> so it's like reprints. I think it reprints his adaptation of the Bogus Journey movie. Okay. And then there was a, after that, there was a, I don't like a 16-issue run of a comic or something like that, 12-issue run. That was just called uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Comic, I think. And uh, so I'm getting ready to read that. I thought that'd be kind of fun because he actually seems like it, he would be perfect for that kind of thing, just that goofy humor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I imagine it'll be pretty good. I've never read it. I like his artwork, though. Yeah, and this was all like I said. This was all back in ninety. 90- Whatever. When did that come out? Ninety, ninety-one or something? Ninety-two? Uh, something like it'd have to be. Yeah. The Bogus Journey movie. So, I, and I think so. This is probably all like from ninety-two to ninety-four, maybe. Um, was Milk and Cheese running concurrently then? I don't know. I think so. Huh. But anyway, so yeah. At least I'm still reading comics, even if they're not new. Yeah, yeah, sure. I imagine there are probably people that get so burned out on working on comics that they just don't read them at all. (laughs) You're trying to you're you're implying that's me. No, you just said it was you. No, you shut up. (laughs) You outed yourself, man. Mm. Um, and and granted, I I probably don't read them as much as I would read them if I wasn't working on them. I guess I, I get my fill of the experience by working on them or something. 
I don't know exactly how you say that, but. And, I don't know. Who'd you do an interview with yesterday? There's a podcast uh, called Keep Keep It Geekly. Okay. Did you say it like that when you talked to him? No. I, I, it's, it's a pocket. I haven't heard of it before, but they have, uh, they do it live on YouTube and Twitch and it's one of those new, new kid kind of things. New fangled. Don't like it. Nope. No, sir. Really? Not one bit. These new fangled things. Did you have fun? Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was very, like, professional. It was very, very like show like it felt like we were on the radio or something so you're saying exactly the opposite of us oh absolutely the opposite of us okay well there you go how long did you talk uh, about 30 45 minutes oh well that's reasonable mm. it's not too much not too little <laughs> I guess they didn't know that a little of you goes a long way uh, <laughs> shut up. And nope. Um, so I'm not a hundred percent committed yet, but I've been looking at uh, Mac Minis and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Just because if we do actually get into working, working. On music stuff, it'd probably be easier if we could just exchange files. Yes. Like working like, files. Yes, yes. <laughs> and what it is, is you don't want me to be the final say in the mixing or production part of it. You would like to have those files that I create so that you can mess around with them after I've messed around with them. Well, of course. Yeah. I don't blame you. I planned on being the engineer. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, I like doing it. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I'm looking and I'm thinking, I'm thinking my best bet's to go with the current model, like one of the M2 models. Mm-hmm, okay. Just, that's the expensive stuff though, right? I, well, I was looking at the prices, like, because at first I'm like, well, I'll just buy one that's like a year old or something, like one of the M1s or whatever. But honestly, the, the re- or second-hand prices on those aren't that much lower than buying a new one. Mm. Which boggles my mind because I'm like, that that's not how computers work. <laughs> you know? mm. Um, like when a new generation of something comes out, generally speaking, like uh, something's you know a generation or two generations old, it's going to be like half the price of the the new thing. But that's not really the case, at least not by as far as I could see. They're still demanding pretty high prices for stuff. I don't. It might be different for iPads and stuff, but um. For the Mac Minis themselves, they seem to hold their value, at least in the past couple of generations. Mm. Now, the weird thing about these is they build them, I guess, I guess, you know, I, they, they build them, I guess, like you would build a, an, a pad or a phone. Like the the memory and the storage capacity are all soldered to the board. They're all, you, you have to order what you want then. <laughs> like, you can't, like, increase it later kind of thing. Um, which complicates stuff because I'm I'm coming from a world where I just expand as I need to, like. Yeah, we know. Um, so I'm I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, 
there's also another problem with this current generation of Mac Mini. Uh, apparently, if you go for this, because normally in my head I would go for the small internal storage and just supplement it with an external drive, which I, I would still be doing. But in this case, if you go with the 256 gig um, internal storage, the single lane is it's slow for some reason. Like the um, operating speed gets slow. Uh, you have to go with like the 512, which is like two two modules in, mm. for it to actually get decent speed, according to the reports I was reading. Okay. Um, so that you know that immediately puts me into, and I've, you know, into they charge for like not that much storage space. They charge an amazing amount of money for it. That's crazy. But um, so that you know that immediately knocks the price up because at first I was looking, okay, look, I'll just get the base base M2 model. But that, you know, which is only, what was it, 700, 800? And I say only, but <laughs> that's still a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, after reading about getting the, the base model and it being slower, I'm like, well, okay, I'm immediately going to have to jump up some stuff because I'm going to need a little more memory and I'm going to need more storage space. And at that point, I'm like, well, I might as well move into the M2 Pro territory. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I took a look at the, uh, what do they call it, the studio? I think. Yeah, that's what I have at work. It's like a double height version of the Mini. Mm-hmm. With uh, more bells and whistles. But that, I mean, that starts getting into, like, the 2500 territory and stuff. I'm like, that's, I, I can't. Uh, I don't think they're worth the. Yeah, I I just can't see spending that on it, honestly. Because <laughs> this is mostly going to be a single-purpose device for me. Mm-hmm. Um, or who knows? I don't know. Maybe it'll convert me to Max forever. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, but, so yeah, anyway, I'm looking at like probably an M2 Pro 512 with the 16, uh, gigs of memory. And that's put me right around 12. I'll need to get an external hard drive and there's this dock thing that you can get to put a, like an SSD in that connects up to it. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm probably looking around 1500, 1600, probably. And that's not undoable and it's something I can write off on my taxes. As long as I at least do some work on it. I guess. Um, so I'm thinking about it. I'm just not. I'm not committed to it yet. Mm-hmm. But then last week I saw that uh, I might have a cheaper option where I, could, I might be able to get away with doing it on an iPad because they yeah. released uh, Logic for iPad now. Oh no! It's kind of like I, I don't know how I would like that interface. I don't know. I mean, you could still put a mouse and a keyboard and stuff on an iPad, right? Yeah, I guess so. If all I'm doing is like minimal work, like just being able to record and, and playback and uh, light editing and stuff, you know, it might work. Because probably, probably what I'm going to have to do is once we've got stuff arranged and all the actual recordings done, I'm going to have to output all the assets and then transfer over those over to my window machine, Windows machine, because that's what's hooked up to my mixer and stuff. Um. So I'm, either way, I'm probably going to wind up ending up on a Windows machine anyway. This is mostly just for interfacing with you, I guess you'd say. This is my Micron 2K interface. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I, and I haven't really seen any, because it's so new, I haven't seen a lot of any reports come back about how well Logic works on an iPad. Oh, yeah, I don't know if, yeah, there's not a lot to... Go by yet 
just a lot of YouTube videos of guys trying it out. Yeah. And I, I assume... Is it out yet for iPad? Say what? It's out for iPad already? Uh, I, I thought it was. I saw the announcement for it last week. Um, maybe it's not actual out on retail channels yet? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming Logic can open GarageBand files. Yes. Okay. I wonder if it can export to GarageBand, if it needs to. I don't think it does. Okay. Um, of course, we all we could always try to work on a third-party thing like Reaper. That's cross-platform. Yeah, that's a pretty... It's a little complicated to use, though. I'd have to... Because I'm just now learning logic, you know. It's not like I know how to use these things very well. Right. Um, I remember my last attempt, and this might have changed because it's been a while. My last attempt at using Reaper, I got confused because immediately you can't just tell it to put an audio track in there and have the audio route it to the output. You had to, like, insert a track, tell it what kind of track it was, and then tell it where it was going to be routed to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was, like, all this stuff that I, I'm just like, if I tell you to put an audio track, why aren't you just outputting it to the, the main outs like I wanted to? <laughs> I mean, it, it's a powerful doll, you know, it does a lot of shit, but it's also complicated because it does a lot of shit. Like, and I pretty much, like, I've still been using Sony, well, not Sony anymore, Magic's, uh, Vegas, since, like, version 3 or something like that, back when it was uh, Sonic Foundry. Mm-hmm. And that, but that, I don't, I mean, I use that for editing, like, I'll edit clips together and stuff like that, but I, mostly I just use it like it's a tape deck like a, a multi-track tape machine, and then I play it back and I route it through an analog mixer and shit, you know, like... Hmm. So I can use outboard processors and stuff. But... That's the other problem with switching over to Mac means I'd have to, like, change my interfaces up a bunch and stuff, too. Interface. I mean, I assume I could use my Scarlet or uh, my Focusrite interface with a Mac. Yeah. Of course you can. Because the Mac's got USB-C in, I think, so. At least I'd be able to get, like, two channels of stuff in at a time, but, like, I, I wouldn't be able to lay down, like, you know, eight tracks at a time on it because I don't have the right interface for it. Although. Why would you do eight tracks at a time? Uh, like, if I'm recording, micing up drums or something. No. Or if I wanted to record a band playing live or something. Um... Although I do have FireWire units, and those are compatible with Thunderbolt, aren't they? Uh, Query Unknown, Captain. I'm sure there's some sort of, like, kludge I can get in there. Kludge? Kludge. Kludge? I don't know. However you say it. But I do have uh, some, at least FireWire units I use with my with my laptop. So I might be able to use those with it, too. I don't know. Anyway, all, that, all that's to say is I have been looking at stuff. So. Whatever you say. And if we actually get, you know, to the point where it seems like it's better to do it that way, then maybe I'll pull the trigger and buy myself a Mac Mini. Yeah, let's just wait and see if I ever get anything done. Buy myself a Mac Mini. That'd be my Mac. I'm Mackin'. <laughs> I'll, I'll be as cool as that Justin guy from the commercials. Mm, uh, what the hell? When does anybody do? You, 
I don't know if anybody even remembers those. <laughs> I don't know either. But anywho, um, I had to be like the first and ha- first time anybody heard of Justin Long, right? I'm guessing. I don't remember. I mean, maybe that's the first recognizable thing he was in, or something. I don't remember him before those, but that. He very well could have been in something else I'd seen before that. He's not as... I mean, especially... I, he wasn't really a super memorable guy or anything. Right. I mean, from the parts I can remember him in, which aren't many. But, anyway. So, uh... I don't know, man. Tell me something. What do you want to know? It's your turn to talk. I've been talking. It's my birthday. I don't want to do shit. Shit. Ain't your birthday tomorrow. Damn, dog. I'm just saying. I can't believe it's already 3 o'clock. Yeah. I have done nothing all day. Well, <sighs> feel good? No. Do you get anxiety attacks when you don't do anything all day? Oh, yeah. Not anxiety attacks, but it stresses me out. You know how you can fix that? Yeah. Do something. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got the pet bunnies, man. I did get the pet bunnies. That should reduce your stress level by a lot, I would think. I mean, they didn't get me take them home. Well, you still got to pet them. I mean, petting releases like the endorphins and stuff. Mm, there was a really, very soft rabbit there. And I was like, I can see why people turn you into coats. <laughs> That's not the takeaway you're supposed to be getting from that. But yeah, that is my... Letting them know. Letting them know that they were special. <laughs> so soft. That people want to get them. I want to pet them and hug them. Shut up. So soft. Um, was it a white rabbit? Uh, there was a white rabbit. Their pink mm-hmm. eyes and stuff? Yep, I got pink eyes. And they definitely acted like they were okay with you petting them, but would rather you just leave. Did they issue you with like a ration of uh, bunny feed to give them or something? No, they did not give us bunny feed, which, you know, I feel like would have endeared us more to the rabbits. But <sighs> I wonder how many petting places are around. I mean, you got rabbit petting places. You got that pug place you went to. Mm-hmm. Are there, like, I don't know, squirrel petting places? Uh, I mean, you can look it up. I bet there's something. I mean, shit, the squirrels in Chicago just about let you pet them. Uh, yeah, a lot of them do let you pet them. If you just go out to the park. Uh, there was a place in Florida near where I lived when I was down there. Pet alligators? Yeah, where you could pet alligators. They didn't guarantee you'd keep your hand afterwards, but you could pet them. Gator Park. Um, what was it? Gator Park. Gator Park. It was a skater gator. Later skater gator. Yeah. It was a roller gator park. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stay away from... Just keep a 10-mile radius around that. Roller gator park. Oh, God. Hey, Mike. Nobody wants nobody wants anybody to do a roller gator impression. <laughs> I'm fishing. I'm gonna let my wireless out. Oops. 
You left your wireless out? I uh, have uh, a wireless for my guitar, so I don't have to use a cable. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, there was this place near where I lived in Florida that was uh, like a nature preserve kind of thing. But it was also a, um, what do they call it? It was like it was a place that protects specific animals, like a haven, I guess. Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Um, it was a sanctuary for manatees. And they also had, I'm trying to remember, like, okay, so you'd walk through the park area, and the, huh? squ- the squirrels there were like the Chicago squirrels. They would just come up to you and, and say, give me some food. Mm-hmm. And um, so they would sell you they, they would sell you little packets of stuff to feed the squirrels. Mm-hmm. And then you could also buy, there was this area before you got to the manatees that was all these fish. And I guess they were fish for the manatees, maybe? Mm-hmm. But they were so packed in there. They were, it was like this quicksilver swirling mess of fish. And you could buy these little tinier fish to toss in there. And when you toss in there, it would churn up like piranhas. Like these bigger fish wanted to eat these tiny fish, you know? It was a really weird experience as a kid. What do you have against the circle of life? Hakuna Matata, man. I got nothing against it. But uh, it just reminded me because I was thinking about the you know the bunnies and if they sold you little packets of stuff to feed the bunnies. Because this park actually did sell you packets of things to feed the different animals. I don't think you could feed the manatees, though. Because they fat. And I don't think you could pet the manatees? I don't remember being able to pet the manatees. Damn sea cows. But, um, yeah, man. Yeah. All right. It's your birthday. You don't have to do this anymore. (laughs) I mean, today, not forever. (sighs) Just today. Um, but... Uh, There's an email. That's what I was going to ask you about. Do we have email? Mm. And I lost my place in my page I'm littering. Oh, there it is. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I have an email from Henrik from Denmark. Hi, Henrik from Denmark. He says, hi, Crank Mike and other people I haven't greeted in a while. Hello. It's been about four months since I last wrote, and I have no excuses other than laziness and procrastination. And our lack of output. Uh, to ease into things, I will start off with a single TV recommendation. Okay. Picard Season 3. Okay. I haven't seen Season 1 or 2. Me neither. He says, I didn't like the first season. It felt like it was written by a teen who was trying to make Star Wars edgy. For some reason, I decided to watch the second season, but dropped it, in, dropped it halfway through. So when season three premiered, I was certain that I wasn't going to get fooled a third time. But since everyone was raving about it, I decided to take a risk and give it a shot. And it's actually quite good. Not perfect, but a TNG nostalgia act that still feels like Star Trek. So if anyone is on the fence, give it a shot. Is that another one of those cases where you shouldn't have to wait that long for a show to get good? Uh, sure. Hmm. I mean, three seasons seems like a long time. Yeah. And I realize, you know, shows can have trouble finding their footing. But you can 
I would think they'd get that ironed out pretty quick. <laughs> Although I, I mean, just because he didn't like the first two seasons doesn't mean a bunch of other people didn't. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, eventually, I will get around to watching those. I'm sure. I don't know if I will, but. I mean, I've seen all the other Star Trek stuff. Well, actually, I'm kind of behind on all the Star Trek stuff. All the newer Star Trek stuff. I think you mean Star Trek. We're Star Trekking across the universe. Mm. Something on the Enterprise. Something Captain Kirk. Apologize. I don't remember the lyrics. Apologize now. For what? I didn't write it. Apologize to me. Never. Never! Mm. Yeah. I got, I'm going to see Danny Elfman this fall. Are you? Yeah, I got, uh, I got tickets to go see him in California in August. Well, that's cool. That was, that's unlike me, isn't it? Where are you, wait a minute, where, where did you say it was? It's in, near San Diego. You're traveling to the other side of the country to go see? <laughs> okay, that's cool. See? I told you. It's unlike me, isn't it? Was this like your birthday present to yourself? Uh, no, I wasn't consciously thinking that, but maybe. Okay. I was halfway considering driving down to Tennessee, no, Virginia, to go see a band that's doing a kind of a reunion show. Soft reunion show? They never officially broke up. They just play every now and then. But I don't know if I really want to drive all the way down to Virginia and find a hotel and yada, yada, yada. I think you. Yeah, you do. They are one of my favorite bands, though. Who? They're called a veil. Oh, a veil, yeah, sure. Yeah. One of the bestest punk bands of the 90s. Maybe the best. best. Mm. You're just a punk. Like, in the classical sense, you're just a punk. Oh, oh, you're true. You're true. Da, 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 da. (laughs) True! (laughs) Alright. Was that all from Heinrich? Heinrich? I keep saying Heinrich. Heinrich? Heinrich. Sorry. Heinrich. I mean Henrik, Henrik. Heinrich? Exactly. Heinrich. Do, uh... So that, yeah, that that was all from him? Yes, that was it. Is that all the email at all? That is all the email at all. Man, I feel worse about that than not getting nominated for an Eisner. Oh, people, people. I mean, we haven't read email in a month or more. Cold-blooded. And all we had was one? Cold-blooded. Dang. Dang. Dang indeed. Man. Oh, well. Good thing I don't pay for analytics. (laughs) Or, um, pay for those SEO optimizers or anything. Um, I am scrolling through this week's stuff in stores list. Do you have stuff in stores, Mike? Uh, not this week. Okay. June, June, there will be lots of stuff for me. Moon, June, spoon. What else coming out in June? Uh, 
me on a Stephen King thing? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 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 Archie Camp Pickens Horror Special. All right. And uh, Hellboy. Cool. And, uh, rock Gods. Oh, and Rock Gods. It's a little book oh. we like to call Rock Gods of Jackson. Bill. Wait, I thought it was just Jackson. It is Jackson, but you wrote Jacksonville at one time. I, I, I know I kept calling it Jacksonville. It's because I'm, I'm you know, used to hearing about Jacksonville, Florida. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Tennessee, by the way. That's Jackson, Tennessee. I'm not sure. Tennessee. Tennessee. Mm, that rhymes with Hennessy. Mm, I want which some cognac. Tastes like crap. Bullshit. How dare you. Bite your tongue. How dare you. Hennessy's a shiz, man. Did I use I, that right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Um, man, doctor. You might be. Mm. Have you ever heard Alice Cooper's version of clones? Uh-uh. Do you remember the one that Billy Corgan did in the 90s? No. Okay. Then you won't know the song at all that I'm talking about. Never mind. I guess it doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't matter at all. It just just doesn't matter. Because they'll still get all the girls. <laughs> I've turned into... Um, a Family Guy episode. All I do is reference other stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Next thing I'll be the um, Ready Player One guy and just have lists of things. <laughs> true. So I'll be like self-referential and lists of things. <laughs> Man. That just makes me sad. Image has a good week this week. I got a bunch of books out. <clears throat> Nothing I, I've worked on, however. <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> Damn you. Put things out that I've worked on. <laughs> okay, so the only thing I see that I worked on was from Oni. Uh, Rick and Morty presents Maximum Overture, another, number one. Well, it's, it's a one-shot, so it's, it's always a number one. And uh, I, I worked on this long enough ago that I don't remember the plot. <laughs> it was... Oh, okay. Rick and Morty versus like a, an insane composer evil villain person who has like an orchestra for weapons. Mm. Yeah. I don't remember. Like I said, that's, that's, I remember working on it. I just don't, didn't remember what the plot was. The plot was me kicking your ass. Oh, somebody tired. Me a nap. You're doing your nap. Well, all right then. Um, should I read next week's in case we uh, don't record? <laughs> read next week. Oh, the stuff that's in stores. That's what I mean to say. No, well, right, we'll, we'll do a show. Well, we we gotta record next week because we gotta see if you make it. <laughs> yeah, the, the the suspenseful conclusion. You're approaching your um, uh, what do they call that? Uh 
you know, that, that show about the kids, or not show, the, the series of movies about the kids that are about the, like, they, they cheat death and then death comes after them? Final Destination? Oh, God, I hate that. Yeah, you're, 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 approaching, no. your, you're approaching your Final Destination moment, and you got to see if you can cheat death, you know? Oh, I hate this even more than I did before now. <laughs> oh, I it horrible. You'll be all right, man. You'll be fine. Mm. I know this thing. You'll be fine. You'll you'll feel bad if it doesn't work out like that. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel bad either way. <laughs> Sitting in your house just staring <coughs> catatonic. So you all know it was me. It was me. Well, it wouldn't be my fault either way. Hmm. I'd blame you. Well, I guess. What are you going to do? Come back and haunt me? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's how it works. If it does, I'm definitely going to do that. I mean, how boring. If, I, if I'm given that option, if there's something beyond and I'm given that option, I'm definitely haunting you. Do you realize how bored you'd be haunting me? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean... Oh, he's sitting there at the computer again. Oh. He's eating some Cheetos. Oh, computer again. <laughs> oh, look. He made some stankaroni. Oh, gross. I mean, come on. Is that really where you want to spend your afterlife? That's why they call it hell, crank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it'd be hell for you, not me. That's, you know, it's kind of like... You'd be reverse haunting. You'd be haunting yourself. Mm-hmm. Or I'd be haunting you. You think those guys in those movies are being jerks because they are happy that they're dead? I don't know. Casper always seemed okay with it. Uh, special case. Slimer. Especially cartoon Slimer. We don't know if Slimer was a person. He was something dead, wasn't he? We don't know. Yeah, I guess they never do actually say whether he was a person or not. That'd be weird that if you died and that's what you are in the afterlife, that's fucked up. Yeah, I guess so. But, anyway, whatever. So uh, I guess uh, that's it for this week. We'll see you all on the other side. And by that I don't mean the beyond the veil. Or or is that country that, that Bilbo and... and Frodo sailed off to? The Forgotten Lands? Yeah. I don't know what it's called. It's called... Uh, what is that called? It's like Elandria or something, isn't it? Like yeah. Siluria? No, that's something else. Tantalorn. Tantalorn. We'll see you all on Tantalorn, which really means we're dead. Because mm-hmm. that's not even... Pride for Tantalorn! That's a Blind Guardian song. Did you notice... Sorry. Yeah, I'm about to launch into a whole other thing, but... I, did you know C.S. Lewis wrote a dystopian novel? Uh, yes, I did. It was, the third, it, it was the third of his space series called uh, That Hideous Strength. Hmm. And, uh, but it's dystopian with a theological bent. Yeah, because it's C.S. Lewis. Right. So after reading that, I had to stop and take a break from reading dystopian novels for a while. Because that just jarred my brain. Anyway. Like you brain in a jar? Yes. I, I now carry my brain in a jar. 
Mm. It's pretty convenient, actually. I can put it on, you know, in the fridge overnight and get a good night's rest. Mm. Just pop it back in the morning. I'm ready to go. I'm refreshed. I think that's a good idea, actually. I, uh, you know, you could say I'm chilled. Yeah, you could say that. You'd feel bad about it afterwards, but not really. No, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you can reach us at crankcast.net. And if anybody's listening, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mike's website is ihatemike.com. Got any cons coming up, Mike? Uh, I don't. Okay. Well, you can find him at his nephew's graduation this weekend. Yeah, come to my nephew's graduation. <laughs> uh, in, in Iowa? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you're trying to do an accent? You're trying to f- make one up for them? Iowa? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's it. I, I'm not really sure what that is, but, you know. Iowa? No, mm-hmm. that doesn't work either. Anyway, uh, I, I'm assuming there's still art at cadencecomicart.com. Why am I still plugging him after all these years? <laughs> uh, not evil. <laughs> huh? It's not like he's a bad dude. No, no, I'm just saying. It's like, I guess I can't really say I've been giving him free advertisement because, again, nobody listens. So, um, and we all, we hope you all have a good weekend and we will see you next week, definitely. There is no reservation in my mind that we will all be here again next week. No, I'm not going to come. See, now, you're ruining all my I hope you die jokes and stuff, you know. Mm, oh, yeah. I'm going to ruin them. Dang it. I'm going to ruin them, all right. All right. Well, see you, everybody. Bye, buddy. <laughs>